This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. It's been a year. It's all happening. It's all happening, Sheena Shea. I can't believe it's been a year since I launched this podcast. I am so excited. I cannot believe that we made it through a year. I mean, it feels like just yesterday I was, uh, you know, tentatively posting my very first episode and we've had amazing guests. We have a ridiculous theme song. <laughs> I love the theme song by by Kimberly Locke, but uh, if you're a new listener, you might not understand the ridiculousness of it, but I love it. We have advertisers now. We have two episodes a week. When I started, this was just one episode a week. I mean, I can't believe how far we've come. Uh, The show has been growing. Uh, Every single time I look, I'm shocked that it just still keeps growing throughout the entire year, and it's just been such an amazing blessing for me, and I've loved doing this. You know, I was so nervous to start performing again. Most of you know my story, but I used to perform all the time and then suffered from some anxiety and depression that kind of halted me from performing. And I wanted to dip my toe back in with this podcast. And it's just been so great. So I just want to thank you. Thank you to all the listeners, some of you of which have been here from the beginning. I can't believe it, even when the audio is messy. And I haven't missed a single week, you guys, too. I mean, that's just, I'm patting myself on the back, but I have not missed a single week for a, a whole year. Danny needs a break. <laughs> Danny's going to take a break at some point, but I've literally done a new episode every week since I started. I'm very, very proud of that. I also am super excited. I just got back from Ohio, so I had a little bit of a break. I got away. It was like a super fast trip for a wedding. The wedding was so beautiful, so fun. I love going back to Ohio. I wish I could have spent maybe a little more time there with my family and my friends. But, you know, I had a great time at the wedding. I drank a little too much, and I I danced too much and requested too much Mariah. Mariah's got a great new song, by the way, which I told the live band at the wedding. I was like, can you play Get the Fuck Out? <laughs> they were like, what? <laughs> they did not. They did not play Mariah Carey's new single called GTFO. Which, of course, stands for Get the Fuck Out. But don't think I went to Ohio and did not request it at the wedding I went to. I did, along with her Christmas music, which they also did not play. I love, one of the things I love most about Ohio, I mean, there's plenty. I love my nieces and nephews. I love seeing friends. But I also really, 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 really love 
the Ohio Home Goods. Now, I love a Home Goods in general. Any Home Goods, bring me to a Home Goods, and I'm in heaven. Okay, I could walk down those aisles for years. At one point, my family's like, do you want to go to the tribe game? And I was like, no, I want to go to the Home Goods. <laughs> I'm spending the day there. I mean, it's something about Ohio, it turns me into a 60-year-old woman. Like, it, I just get there, and I just turn into an old lady. I, like, I'm searching for, like, a Lisa Rinna duster. <laughs> I mean, and the home goods in Ohio is huge. Like, there's a home goods out here in L.A., of course, and I love it. But there's something about the Ohio home goods. In the Ohio home goods, it's, like, right next to a Marshall's, which I always say the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost for women over 40 is a TJ Maxx, a Marshall's, and a home goods. <laughs> I mean, like, give me those three. And I'm I'm fresh as a daisy. I'm happy happy as a lark. And Ohio has all of those. So the home goods is right by Marshalls, and it's just so fun. I went with my mother, and I spent way too much money. And I literally had like I spent so much money that I had to like ship things from Ohio. So I ended up not really saving any money because I my haul from Home Goods was so vast <laughs> that I had to head up to the UPS like ship all my shit. <laughs> And, you know, I always have to be very careful because I'll buy too many things with words on them, which, you know, I take after my mother because everything there has just like a word on it. You know what I mean? Like the pillows and everything. It's like, you know, friendship, thankful, merry, family, home, <laughs> sunshine, spooky, <laughs> one word, smile, togetherness, very dramatic words. I mean, my mom's home is literally littered with things that just say gather. <laughs> They're all. They're all from home goods. Everything in my parents' house just says gather, which I've never used that word in real life. Like I does anyone use the word gather? Literally, like I'm the same way. Like I go to home goods and I look at my cart and I'm like, I have to take a few items out that say gather. Like I'm buying too, <laughs> too many things that say the word gather. Did you ever hear that rule? I think Countess Luann might have said this on the Real Houses of New York once, but that rule of like when you leave the house. You're always supposed to take off one accessory. So, like, because normally people wear too many accessories, like a watch and a bracelet and earrings or whatever. So, I think Countess Luann famously said on on her iPhone app, which has since been discontinued, (laughs) but I I have a bunch of screenshots of the app, but it no longer works on my phone. But she used to have an iPhone app and it would give you like fashion tips. Like, there was a section for fashion tips. And I remember one of the fashion tips was like, before you leave the house, take off an accessory. So my rule of thumb is like before I leave the home goods, remove an item from my cart that has a word on it. Because it's like chances are I'm buying too many things. <laughs> I get to the front of the line and it's just like, I got pillows, I got bedspreads, sheets, I got spatulas, mugs, bowls, wooden signs, snow globes, like everything fucking says gather on it. Like a gather table runner, gather shower curtain. <laughs> Like gather dish towels, gather shower towels, gather beach towels. Like, it's just, it's too much. And no one says the word gather. And look, I know I'm turning into my mother, Linda, but, you know, she took years to get all those gather items in her house. And like, I don't want to rush it. So I take out, <laughs> take out some of the gather items. <laughs> we also have great food there when I'm at the, you know, when I'm at the cat register, I'm just like picking up all those chocolates, those jelly beans. Uh, like they always have like some s'mores, some like very innovative ways of making s'mores. Like when I was there last time, I bought these lol. They were like a s'more lollipops. It was like a chocolate covered graham cracker with a marshmallow like stuck to it on a stick. It's like I don't see that kind of stuff at Target. 
You won't see innovative s'more pops at Target. However, when you go into the Home Goods, you're fucking finding real interesting ways of eating s'mores. And I'm buying every last one. I'm taking out a gather pillow and I'm throwing in a s'more. <laughs> s'more pop. <laughs> oh, God. I'm getting like chills just thinking about it. I love my Home Goods. I love my TJ Maxx. I love my Marshalls. But my Home Goods, I just turn into such a basic woman when I see a Home Goods. My endorphin levels go through the roof. Serotonin's high. I'm wet. I, I, <laughs> I walk in the store. They ask how I'm doing. I say I'm wet. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And I, look, I know I'm basic. I get that. I accept it. I embrace it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys follow me on social media, but when I was flying out of Ohio, I, <laughs> I got stopped by TSA and like I had to be. You know, I'm TSA pre-approved, but when my stuff was going through the scanners, like the, you know, the alarms, the alarms started going off. It was like, alert, alert. And they stopped me. And it was because I had this boxed Pillsbury pumpkin bread mix that my mom gave me. So like before I left Ohio, my mom's like, Dan, she's like, I bought a couple extra boxes of the Pillsbury pumpkin bread, quick bread mix. And it's very hard to find, so I'm going to give you a box. And of course, I got really excited. I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's not at every grocery store. Give it to me. Like, Because the Pillsbury Quick Bread Pumpkin Bread, they do not sell it everywhere. If any of you know, of course, there's like a good Trader Joe's one. There's other good brands. But the Pillsbury Quick Bread Pumpkin Mix, it's just not found everywhere. I don't know. Sometimes it maybe sells out. It's just a hard item to find. It is. And so my mom found it at the grocery store when I was home. And she's like, Dan, I'm putting it in your suitcase. So I go through the scanners, they stop me, you know, alarms going off. <laughs> alert, alert. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And I'm thinking the whole time, like, shit, what's in my bag? Like, what did I put in there? I'm like, you know, going through my head, I'm thinking, well, I had my backpack when I was at the wedding and I was really drunk. Did I put something bad in there? Like, I don't, and I, of course, it wasn't like I was doing drugs at any point throughout my trip, but I was, you know, when you just get scared, you're thinking, what's happening? And... Then, you know, they open my thing, they move me to another room, and turns out, you know, the scanners didn't recognize the Pillsbury pumpkin bread quick mix. (laughs) And, like, the guy pulled it out of my suitcase. He's like, oh, this is it. And I was like, what? Is there something wrong, like, officer? (laughs) He's like, oh, no, the the scanners just don't recognize this. We're going to have to open. And so they they just, like, opened it and looked at it real quick, and they were like, oh, this is fine. He's like, why um, are you traveling with this? And I was like, well, it's not at every store. And he didn't understand. The TSA officer did not seem to get it. However, he did let me keep my pumpkin bread quick mix um, by Pillsbury, and he sent me off on my merry way. So I know I'm, I know I'm basic. I get it. Calling all the basic bitches. There's a new announcement. You're basic. But again, I'm embracing it. I love the fall season. I think we've been trained after a while to like feel bad about wanting pumpkin spice and you know wanting sweater weather. And, you know, there's so many people make fun of it online on Twitter and social media. And it's like, you're basic if you like all these things. Like, well, fuck yeah, I'm basic. I want to curl up in a a hooded sweatshirt or my women's pottery barn robe. And I want to light a pumpkin spice uh, or a pumpkin waffle candle from Bath and Body Works. And I just want to cozy on up like I am Cameron Diaz in the fucking holiday. Okay, remember when she visited Kate Winslet's house and she just... Took a bottle of wine and some cozy stuff and watched TV for a little bit. That's what I want to do. Except, <laughs> except I'm not interested. Like Jude Law was at his hottest in the movie The Holiday, but I'm not 
I think like if I'm cozied on up in my house, like watching TV, the way that Cameron Diaz was, like I don't think that I'd want Jude Law to come. Well, well maybe I'd want him to come. And I'd want me to come. <laughs> Excuse me, that was too vulgar. That was vulgar. We, Whitney, edit that out. I guess, I, you know what, maybe now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like going through it in my head. Maybe that is the dream. Cameron Diaz was like relaxed in a little cottage with lots of snacks and wine. And then like the hot guy came to her. She didn't have to go out. That You know what? I'm, I rephrase that all. I take back everything I just said. Cameron Diaz was living the dream in the movie The Holiday when she swapped houses with Kate Winslet. And Jude Law just came on in looking, looking like a snack. <laughs> and then they fucked. I was into it. You know what? That's the dream. I guess Cameron Diaz had it the right way. Considering that you showed up and you're insanely good looking and probably won't remember me anyway, I'm thinking we should have sex. Let the guy come to you, ladies and gents. Let the hot guy knock on your door in the middle of the night while you're cozying on up in bed. Anyway, it was a great trip. While I was on the plane, I got to catch up on so many TV shows. We're going to talk Orange County. We're going to do Dallas. I promise we'll get to that really soon. However, I just want to say that I like caught up on a lot of other TV. I watched that Ashley Simpson and Ashley and Evan, you know, Ashley Simpson. It's really boring and bizarre, but I also loved it. Now, I don't know if like it was because I watched it on a plane. When I'm on a plane, I feel like anything is good. I was nervous that Jessica's not going to appear. However, people told me that Jessica is going to appear later on in the season. So we do get a Jessica appearance. And she is pregnant, you guys, too, by the way. Did you see that she announced her pregnancy? She's having another kid. And you guys know Amanda Amanda Hassica, who was my guest on the Newlyweds Pop Dive? She texted me like the day that Jessica announced her pregnancy. And she said, let's assume that Jessica is three months along. That would mean her baby would have been conceived in June, which is when we recorded the Pop Dive. So I'm not saying that my podcast inspired Jessica Simpson to have another baby, but I'm not saying that it didn't inspire her to have another baby. So Ashley and Evan, like I'm into it kind of like Evan... He is a very reluctant, or not, I wouldn't say reluctant, but he's a very relaxed reality star. Like, he doesn't feel like he's putting on a show to me because I think he's part of the Ross family. So I think, feel like he's just not really uncomfortable on cameras. Like, we see him getting a spray tan. Like, he just seems like he's being himself. He's wearing weird outfits and I love them. And then Ashley seems a little odd to me. Like, it seems like she's always so tentative and like looking at Evan to see what she should say. Even on interviews, I don't know if you guys saw her on Watch What Happens Live or some of the other interviews she's done. It always seems like she's like referring to Evan. And that kind of weirds me out. You know, Joe Simpson, Ashley's dad, Ashley and Jessica's father, who I, of course, say is a shock jock of fashion. (laughs) So, and he is on this show. So he appeared on Ashley and Evan and he had like a little sit down with Evan at one point. First of all, it's great. They're talking about like Ashley's old career. Papa Joe is wearing a ridiculous outfit. You know, it looks like something that Justin Bieber would have worn three years ago, like before he turned into someone from Florida. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> no shade to people from Florida. I didn't. I don't mean it like in a bad way. It's just Justin Bieber is like, he's always wearing like, you know, a Hawaiian t-shirt and khaki shorts right now. That's like the look and he's got a little mustache, you know, good for him. But three years ago, he's wearing like what Papa Joe's wearing now. So it's Good. I'm kind of into it. So I watched that on the plane. And then I also watched another E! show, which has blown me away. Truly, truly blown me away. And it's called Model Squad. And we're not going to talk in detail about it. However, I encourage you all to check it out. So I watched those. I caught up with Married to Medicine, which we guys, Toya got in a fight with Contessa over the phone on a microphone in front of her whole party. <laughs> like, do you guys, did you guys see this? Like Toya was 
talking to her party that she threw. Like she got on a microphone in front of her whole party and she was talking about, she's thanking everyone for being there. And then Contessa, who did not show up to the party because her father in law or her father flew in from out of town. He's not doing well health wise. Like he's very not well. And Contessa couldn't make it to the party because of this. And so Contessa got on the phone. She called in. (laughs) So Toya grabbed the cell phone and started arguing with Contessa over the phone with the phone pointed at the microphone so the whole party could hear it. And I've never seen anything like it. And I am obsessed. Married to Medicine is so good. Contessa's on the line. She likes to talk to you. To be honest with you, Contessa, the last party you came to, you was like, girl, we spent too much money, red carpet, all that good stuff. So it is absolutely okay. I am so glad oh, that your husband came, though. Thank you so much. Tend to your father, boo-boo. Love you. You know, speaking of Married to Medicine, I did a mini pop dive for Patreon on the show Sister Circle. So if you watch Married to Medicine... They are constantly referencing a show called Sister Circle, which is like a view-like talk show for TV One. So I did a mini pop dive on it for Patreon. It's like, you know, 12 minutes. And if you're watching Married to Medicine and you're thinking, what's Sister Circle? Go listen to it because it answers all your questions. (laughs) What else? Shahs of Sunset. I caught up on that. My whole body clenched when Adam dropped the emerald. If you guys watch it, you know what I'm talking about. My whole body, like my asshole just clenched right up. But we have to talk about the two shows. We really have two very important shows to get to today. We have to break down The Real Houses of Orange County, and then we're going to talk about The Real Houses of Dallas. We're going to start with Orange County and then Dallas. I know I don't have a guest today. I promise we'll have guests. We have guests coming up. It's just today. I had so much I wanted to talk about. It was the one-year anniversary, so I thought, you know what? We're just going to do another solo app. So (laughs) I am here. Oh, before we get to Orange County, have you guys been following the Beverly Hills News? So the other day, they were shooting the cast photos, and Lisa Renna and Erica Jane got on Instagram Live, and they said that one of the cast members was refusing to shoot the photo. So they said one of the cast members would not shoot with the other girls. And of course, it's been alleged that it was Lisa Vanderpump, because Kyle was hanging out with Teddy and Denise in another post. Of course, Renna was with Erica, and Dorit was in a post with someone, so like all the girls were featured, except for Vanderpump. Although I thought it could have been Camille, but I don't think Camille's going to be full-time. I don't know that for sure. I'm just, that's my, what I'm seeing. However, I think it was Lisa Vanderpump, and so I'm very interested. Have they been iced out? And then I also did some research on Vanderpump's birthday. It was her birthday this past week. And I didn't see, of course, I could have missed it. So don't take this as fact. I don't think, I don't think Kyle Richards wished Vanderpump a happy birthday on social media. Like, I don't know if you saw Rinna did, but. Kyle Richards did not. So I think there's something going on. And I'm very excited to find out. But also, if, like, you don't want to film with the other, if you don't want to shoot the cast photo with the other cast members, like, get off the show. Because it's like, we, if you can't play the game, then, you know, th- these are ensemble shows. These housewives work best when they're a- an ensemble. Even Nini, I feel like, is good as a more recently of working as an ensemble with the other girls and not acting like she's better. It's like, let the audience think you're better than the rest of the girls, right? It's like we, if we're watching Houses of Atlanta, we know that Nini is the best one. But when she starts acting as if she's the best one, that's when we start to turn on her. I hope Vanderpump gets along with everyone or <laughs> leaves the show or shows it to us on screen. Like, I don't want another season to come where it's like we're reading between the lines. Like, does Vanderpump and Richards get along? Like, I need to see it play out or off the show. That's my- Anyway, Orange County. So before we get to the episode, you guys, Gina 
from the Real Housewives of Orange County. She posted on Instagram with her husband, Matt, the hot guy, who I thought they were getting a divorce, but they posted a picture together and it said something about their happy family. And so that made me very confused. Like, are they not, are they together again? Or was that just like a, a picture like for the kids, <laughs> for the children? <laughs> So this week, I actually really liked this episode. I thought this episode was good. Like last week, I was felt a little bamboozled because I felt like all the meat of the episode was just in the last couple minutes. And this episode, I felt like was just strong all around. So I was very excited to have like such a good episode. And I know I've been super tough on Orange County and some of you guys love it. And I think a lot of the reason is because last season was so bad, in my opinion, that this season just had a lot of, you know, making up to do. And it's doing it. It's doing it slowly but surely. So this episode I was like really into, and I'm like, okay, we're kind of back on board. Like this was a good one. So we open with Emily yelling at Kelly again, and I got really worried about this because it we it was like the same scene we saw last week. It ended last week, and it was like we had to watch everything over again. And I thought, is this? Are they just going to show us this fight again? And then there's going to be nothing else. So we see Emily yelling at Kelly, "I will kill you," in that real deep voice. I will kill you. <laughs> I will kill you. I don't know what I don't know what voice I'm doing right there, but that's my Emily impression. <laughs> Vicky says at one point, Kelly fights dirty, and she does fight dirty. Like when Kelly argues with someone, they even did another flashback of all the times Kelly fought dirty. And she does, and that's what makes Kelly such a good housewives. So Kelly does fight dirty. I agree with that. And you know, I love it. So then Shane arrives to uh, talk to Emily with with Vicky and Tamara, and he says, like, who cares about this fight? It's dumb, it's stupid he seems to just want to move past it. And of course, we're not going to move past it. Like, this is a TV show. You can't just fight with someone and think we're just going to be done. If you get in a little fight, we're going to rehash it for weeks and weeks. And then again, at a reunion when we're all wearing ball gowns. That's how this works. Like, Shane, you're going to put on ball gown. You're going to come out on stage and talk it out with Andy. While Shanene from uh, Rhode Island asks you a mean question via a blue card. So then outside, Gina is talking with Kelly and Shannon, and then Tamara comes up, and they're all talking about this whole thing. And you could see Gina, she seems a little upset because I think Gina wanted the night to be about herself. At one point, she even says, I have my own issues. So Gina, I think, you know, we even saw this last week. She came into this party. She wanted to talk about her breaking up of her marriage. She mentioned it to Emily. And I bet you at this red party, Gina was like going into a thing like, I'm going to tell all the girls about my marriage falling apart dramatically at this party. And then it became all about Kelly versus Shane, which again, Kelly then says, (laughs) Kelly says, like, if I would have met him and known he was your husband, like, I wouldn't have done that. Or if I would have known it was Emily's husband, I would have never done that. And then they do that really shady thing where they flash back to Kelly meeting Shane. (laughs) It was like, we see that she met him, but she just didn't remember. And like, I get that, Kelly. I get that. Uh, so we're all just rehashing this fight at this red party. And, you know, Vicky even says, I'm not, I'm all about no drama. <laughs> Vicky's about the drama, you guys. She doesn't want to be about the drama, but she's about the, she's about the drama. Be my friend! What are- no matter what! You don't talk the way to me or him, ever! You're supposed to be my friend! My, my friend, my soulmate, my sister! Get out that way! And then there's this bombshell. So the party's sort of disbanding, and Kelly drops this bombshell that she heard Steve is dating Vicky for money. Did you get that? She thought she heard Steve Lodge is dating Vicky only for money. Now, I don't know if this is true. Do you guys think this is true? I mean, Vicky said that he has money. Of course, it's probably not Vicky Gumbelson money. 
But I think Steve has some money. Like, he's not poor. I don't get that impression, but I, I hope I could be wrong. So then the next day, Vicky and Tamara meet, and Vicky tries to clarify this whole thing. She brings the page six article where uh, Shane and Steve, or she brings the page six article where Steve was talking about Kelly Dodd and her ex-husband. And Vicky says that Kelly's just doing it because miserable people like miserable people. She says, I was there. <laughs> and this is true. People, miserable people, misery loves company, right? That's why I think what Vicky was trying to say. <laughs> she, she said miserable people like miserable people. And you know what? Apples and oranges. It's true. Kelly doesn't seem miserable to me, though. She seems very happy in this whole divorce situation. But look, we don't know. I feel like Kelly just acts out in general. That's her personality, whether she's happy or not happy. And I love it. I love it. I mean, again, I love Kelly Dodd. I don't mean to sound any shade towards Kelly because I love her. But it proves that Vicky in the past, when she says, I was there, it's Vicky admitting that she was miserable before and she was trying to make everyone else miserable before, too. So Vicky admitted she's a monster. And <laughs> I love my Vic. Get that dick, Vic. <laughs> and Vicky also says, everyone is always after what she has. And I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. So then we cut to Shannon, who's driving to a date. And she's got a red solo cup in the car, and she's wearing her fuck me shoes. Her words. She says that the guy she's going on a date with, who she was set up by a matchmaker, she says he's got a lot of cats. And I need to see this picture. I need to see what, how does she know that he's got a lot of cats? Because this is through a matchmaking service. This isn't through a dating app. So is there some sort of profile where it's showing him with lots of cats? Like, where are the photos? I want to see the receipts. I need to know. Is he on Bumble, just like with a lot of cats? I can't even picture like somebody posting a picture on one of those dating apps on like Tinder or something with like surrounded by cats. Like, what's the truth? What's the truth? And then Shannon gets out of the car and she's stumbling. She's wearing the heels. And of course, she's got that foot problem. And I'm kind of over the foot humor. I'm over the foot antics, all the pratfalls and all that. Like, you know, save that. Save that for Lucille Ball or something, or, you know, like, I don't need my housewife stumbling out of the car and making jokes about it. It's like, enough. Enough is enough. But she's meeting on this date with this guy, Tom. It's about Tom. His name's Tom. Please don't let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. Don't do this to me. It's about Tom. And I wrote my notes, you guys. Tom is hot. Tom is hot. Wasn't Tom was hot to me. Like, I would do Tom. Would you guys have sex with Tom? Everyone answer to yourself right now. <laughs> I would have. So I'd just like to put that out there. I thought it was adorable. He seemed very nice. It got awkward when David came up, but Tom mentioned he was married for 30 years. And then it did sort of start to get a little weird when... (laughs) I can't even knock Tom for this because he said that after he was divorced, he cried listening to that angel by Sarah McLaughlin. And look, Tom, same. I've cried many times in the shower over that song and those dog commercials. Who among us hasn't? Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Will you be an angel for a helpless animal? Every day, innocent animals are abused, beaten, and neglected. And they're crying out for help. So I know many of us are out there judging Tom for revealing this very personal bit of information about him crying tears and tears over his failed marriage after he sees the dog commercial where Sarah McLaughlin comes on and, you know, her song, Angel, starts playing. I mean, that song... That song is heartbreaking. In the arms of the angel. (laughs) You guys, I can't sing. I was told by a vocal coach once that I am tone deaf. So there you have it. 
<laughs> I thought he was cute, though. And I wrote in my notes that should Shannon have gone home with him? I think so. He seemed very sweet and nice. He didn't seem like he would just use her for sex, so I felt like it would have been a good way to get her feet wet. To get all of it wet. <laughs> you know? Because when you're after such a long marriage, I feel like she needs to just... Sometimes, after a long relationship... We used to call it in college. I remember my friends came up with a term for this. It was called a slump buster. So you know when you are head over heels with someone or for someone for a very long period of time, and then you can't seem to get over them, sometimes you need a slump buster, which a slump buster is just someone to hook up with that you're not going to have any emotional attachment to afterwards that just helps you get your mind off the other person. And then once you you know have that slump buster... Then you're able to like see everyone else, and then you're not sort of tied down to that old flame. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like Shannon needs a slump buster, and I feel like Tom would have been the perfect slump buster for Shannon. It's about Tom, you know. And then I, I'm not saying get married to Tom or anything like that, and and you know live with all them cats. But I think he would have made a good slump buster for Shannon. I don't. Know, I wish it would have happened, but apparently it didn't. Then we have a weird scene of Vicky. It's her birthday. She goes into Harley Davidson's store. You know, she's getting all leathered up. There were some very like good establishing shots. I don't know if you guys noted this, but as we were going in into the Harley Davidson store, there was like a lot of beautiful, you know, extra beautiful shots of Orange County. And Orange County sometimes they do some good cinematography. I don't know where where their Emmy nominations were this past week. God, those Emmys were sort of boring, right? I mean, it was just like a boring telecast. The Emmys. I know I'm jumping around. I've had too much coffee, but I don't know. The Emmys were boring to me. The two hosts, I was like, ugh, enough. <laughs> enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. Enough. Then we go to Emily's office, and Gina's coming in to talk to Emily at her office. And I always wonder, like, is this her actual office, or did she just set up a camera crew there? She had, like, post-its on her desks, and it felt like maybe she set them up. She also had a Diet Coke, and I always say that I love a girl who drinks a Diet Coke. I myself don't drink Diet Coke, but I just... Something about... <laughs> something about people who always have a Diet Coke. I feel... And there's no scientific research to back this up. This is just what I've observed in my 32 years, soon to be 33 years here on Earth. My birthday's October 9th. Everyone wish me happy birthday. <laughs> Fine. Venmo me. Anyway, I feel as though I've learned, and the people that I've met on my time in my time here on Earth, people who drink Diet Coke all the time are the best kind of people. Like they tend to be the most outgoing and fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I see a girl walking around in the middle of the day with Diet Coke, I'm like, she's a good time. She's ready to day drink. She's ready to, you know, let help me get out of my shell. Something about it. I'm telling you. I wonder if anyone else has noticed that before. So she meets with Gina, and Gina starts talking about Matt. She says she's leaving Matt. Again, Matt's very hot. She just posted another new photo, so go check out her Instagram, Gina. I don't know. How, it's like a weird, long Instagram name, but it looks like they're still together. I need to know. We need answers. Regardless, he's hot. And I feel cheated that we're not seeing him. It's like, we're, this is weird. Don't you guys find it weird that it's all playing out where we've never met this man or seen him before? They can't even flash back to anything because he's never once been on our screen. So I feel cheated by that. So then it's Vicky's birthday party. Billy, her brother, comes in and surprises her with a sombrero and a tray of Patron shots. And he's wearing a, an apron. Look, this was great that he showed up, but the music that they used was tough. Sometimes Bravo does this thing. Look, I love Bravo, but sometimes they're not, sometimes they can be a little problematic. And they came in, you know, Billy walks in in that giant sombrero, and they're playing this music that's 
very, you know, it's very odd. Sometimes Rava just does these weird music cues where it's like, do we need this? I don't know. Like, like we're not at a quinceanera. Like, why are they playing this music? Like, they're just, they were at a Mexican restaurant, I believe. I don't even know if they were at a Mexican restaurant. We don't even need to see the sombrero. But, you know what, Vicky was happy. <laughs> Michael was there, her son. Michael's, Michael's aging very well, looks-wise. Brianna's not there. I miss Brianna this season. We haven't gotten anything from Brianna, and I don't think we're going to. I think I read Vicky had said that Brianna didn't film this season, and I'm very upset about that, because I love Brianna. And I need to know what's going on between Vicky and Brianna's husband. I, I thought, at one point, I thought Billy... Vicky's brother was going to be wearing that sombrero and apron all night. Eventually, he took it off. So that was good. And so they start talking about Vicky's drunk and Steve's family's there. And she mentions how she wants to be Steve's wife. And again, it's very awkward. She needs to stop mentioning this, but she's had some Patron. And (laughs) she says at one point she would date anyone regardless of their money. She would date a trash collector. And I don't think that's true. I don't think Vicky would date a trash collector. You know, call me crazy. She did date Brooks, which is... You know, he was a mess, but I don't think she would date a trash collector. Nothing wrong with that. I just, I, there's nothing wrong with a trash collector. I re- respect anyone that's earning a living. Anyone that's working and earning a living deserves our respect. I just don't think Vicky, you know, she said that and I just don't, I'm like, would you, Vic? I don't think you would. Because Vicky, I think deep down, Vicky does care what other people think. Especially after the Brooks thing, I feel like that's made her extra cautious, right? I'm being nailed to the cross like Jesus was, and he did nothing wrong. He's Jesus Christ, and he did nothing wrong. He was nailed to the cross. That's how I feel. I don't know. So then Vicky and Shannon meet to hang out with Dr. Moon, who we haven't seen in a while. Vicky says her foot swelled up, which, what even? You guys, I, I said last week on the show, like, Vicky at, one, at the end of the season is going to be in a wheelchair and a foot brace because she's jealous of Tamara and Shannon. And look, it's already happening. Vicky's like, my foot is swollen up. So Dr. Moon, we haven't seen in a while. They give us a flashback to remind us who he is. He's the man who put a finger up Vicky's butt in a scene, and we're reminded of that. They're like, go to the footage. <laughs> Don't you love that? I mean, these are modern-day soap operas, and there's literally like a character on the show who's like, yeah, hi, Dr. Moon, I remember when you put your finger up my butt. And then they literally do a flashback of a doctor putting her fi- his finger up a cast member's ass. And look, I love that. That's why we love these shows. It's revealed that Brooks got married, which had to have fucked up Vicky. Like, that had to have pissed her off. She, she said it bothered her, but I think it really bothered her more than it was let on. I mean, because they had a love affair. That's Dr. Moon. A lot of these scenes this week feel like they're just kind of not going anywhere. But again, I'm into it. We're getting some group scenes. We're having some fun. The drama sort of spread out, so it's not all about one little thing. I like that. So I hate to sound like I'm not, I'm not complaining. This was a good episode. Then we cut to Gina, who calls her mom and mentions about, you know, leaving Matt. And again, I'm confused I, because we haven't seen Matt. And it seems weird. It's like, why? We can't even get like a phone call with Matt. Why can't Gina at some point FaceTime Matt? Just so we can get like a little glimpse of the kind of person that he is. Like he's literally never been on camera. And I don't like that. And I don't think that a housewife could stick around on this show unless they're willing to show us everything. Like, do you guys think... Gina can stick around without showing us Matt at all, because let's say next season is this whole divorce or reconciliation. Like, let's say her and Matt are reconciling now, but we're not getting to see any of it play out. So it's like, what's, we don't know exactly what's going on in your life. And sometimes that can work. Like with a Bethany, that can work because Bethany, first of all, we know her for years. She's shown us 
everything in the past. So it's like the Jason stuff, even though we want to see it, it's like it's okay that we're not seeing it because we know Bethany. She's still able to make it compelling and, you know, we're still able to be on board. But Gina's like a new housewife. We don't have any history with her. So I don't know how she can stick around unless she's able to get Matt back on board to either show us the divorce or show us the reconciliation. Bam. (laughs) Bam. Gosh, I'm hyper today. So then uh, Emily and Kelly make up. They meet. You know, they make up. And then Kelly said she saw red when when Shane said that she was drunk. When he said, you're drunk. <laughs> that reminded me of Dorinda when Bethany said, You're drunk. You're a drunk. You're a drunk. You're drunk. You see, when you really say it, it is hard to tell if you're saying you're a drunk or you're drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> you're drunk. That makes me laugh, you guys. I know it's not appropriate. I'm not laughing at alcoholism. Just FYI. <laughs> Okay, what else? What else? What else? Shannon, Emily, Gina, and Tamara meet for dinner. Gina tells the table that she's separating, but then she says, I'm still very attracted to him. And it's like, of course, because he's out as fuck. She says that they're best friends. It's all very confusing. At this point, I wrote in my notes that the episode feels long, but again, I loved it. No shade. It just felt long. Anyway, then, <laughs> then Tamara lets out a bombshell. She says that Vicky doesn't really love Steve. Why did she say this? I thought her and Vicky were getting along, and I thought she saw that Vicky and Steve did like each other. Is Tamara just trying to spice things up? Then we get a little Gina versus Shannon, which I'm here for. I never expected those two to sort of, you know, get into it. But they seem, you know, Shannon doesn't get along with these new girls. We learned that from the couple weeks ago when we were in the Orange County filming that episode from The Quiet Woman. But I love, I love seeing it. There's, they're planting the seeds. And so, again, this was a great episode, you guys. Honestly, like, I, I loved it. I have nothing bad to say about it. Could it have been better? Yes. But for Orange County, this is one of the best we've seen in a while. I think last week we had that big drama, but this week we had an all-around more balanced, good episode. Of course, not as good as Dallas, though, you guys. Dallas? Whew. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about Dallas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go put a cake up at my butt. We're all going to take a break. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. (laughs) Okay, Dallas. Uh, Dallas does it. I don't know. (laughs) Isn't there? Wait, what's that famous porn movie about Dallas? Not not One Night in Dallas. (laughs) You guys at the wedding I was at, my friend Katie Berlin and I, we were just having the best time. I mean, she's she's like one of those fun people. 
she's like a Diet Coke drinker, you know? <laughs> she doesn't actually drink Diet Coke, but she's like that. She's like got such a fun personality. And when we get together, we just have the best time. And we were like laughing about wedding hashtags. And you know, <laughs> the wedding I was at had a wonderful hashtag, but wedding hashtags in general are like so ridiculous. And I get the purpose of them because then you could click and see all the pictures from the wedding. However, we were laughing and her last name is Berlin. And so we were like making up our own wedding hashtags. Like if we were to get married, which, you know, we're not because of I'm gay, but we we were posting all these photos and like hashtagging one night in Berlin because her last name is Berlin. <laughs> and it, we were just cracking up. And that's actually more of like a honeymoon hashtag, but <laughs> neither you know there. But what is, I digress, what, what is that Dallas, Dallas Does It or something? Dallas Buyers? Dallas Buyers Club's a indie film, not a porn. <laughs> Debbie Does Dallas. Yes. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> we Let's just title this segment, Danny Does Dallas. So Dallas, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> what am I talking about? I've had too much coffee, you guys. You're all probably thinking like, get a guest, Danny. <laughs> you need a guest. If I had a guest today, I would just be talking all over them because I'm hyper. Anyway, so Brandy's uh, meeting with the social worker who apparently the adoption's not yet final. So she has to, of course, be checked in on with this adoption person, which I like that we're seeing this because originally it seemed like this adoption just went way too quickly, smoothly. So at least we're seeing more from it. That's good. And I watched my nieces and nephews when I was home and they range from ages one to seven. And look, kids are exhausting. And so when I was watching Brandy have those two older kids and then the baby, I was just you know, I was getting thinking about my time with my nieces and nephews, and I love them to death, and it's the best, but it's also like exhausting. So I was like, good for you, Brandy. Again, moms are the best. They truly, truly are the best. Uh, then Cam's going off to her trade show. She is doing this all on her own, and I was, I'm so proud of Cam. The, her Cam reminds me so much of, of course, Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Maybe not as like, maybe like a little less likable. I like her, but I know a lot of people don't like Cam. But she reminds me of that. And I feel like this whole storyline with her pink dog food is sort of like her Elle Woods moment. And she was doing it all alone. And she did she go to the airport and not know whether to get her bags first or the car first? Yes. Did I love it? Yes. At least I think Cam is honest and open about being like, kind of a spoiled housewife. And she's trying her best to get out of that. And she's trying to push herself, push her boundaries, and, you know, fly away on her, fly, fly, fly high above the skies. <laughs> what is that? that song from Beaches about the, <laughs> the Bette Midler song? Fly high above the sky. What is that song? You guys know what I'm talking about? Thank you. Thank you. Thank God for you. The wind beneath my wings. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are probably so annoyed with me. I wish I could hit those notes. Anyway, I'm excited for Cam. Again, I love her pink dog food. I think it's great. Then Deandra and Leanne meet for coffee. I don't really like all the shit that Deandra's talking about my Leanne. It seems like she's doing a lot at a lot. And uh, Leanne says she's bringing all the girls to an anger room, which we've seen before on reality shows. It seems like to be one of the new things. Like for a while, they were all doing those escape rooms. And now are we? I think we're doing all these anger rooms, which is fine. They've done all these things. It's like sometimes you just want to go get ice cream. I don't always need them to be doing an event, doing an activity. However, you know, we're doing it regardless. And Leanne's reasoning for it is so funny. She's like, we're all getting along, so let's go smash things and raise. <laughs> like, let's go. 
boost all of our you know levels so we're all angry in a in a room together so that we get mad at each other and look that's what makes Leanne great she's producing this show she's moving along she's like we're all getting along a little too well so let's all uh get our blood flowing and then start fighting and i'm here for it so deandra she mentioned so i you know i mentioned i was sort of getting mad at deandra for all the shit she's talking about leanne but then my relationship with Deandra always, it's like flipping so much so often and so quickly. Because it's like every time I start to get annoyed with her, then she shows us some, another side of her that makes me feel for her or whatever. She starts talking about her family business where she, if she goes off, she's going to lose everything, which was a little confusing to me because she did help grow the family business as we're told. So we're told that she's been working there forever. And so I would imagine she would at least be able to take some of the resources with her. So that made me think that either Deandra wasn't really working there in the capacity that we were told previously, like last season, or D is just like really fucking tough, which that could be it too. D is just like, fuck no, you're not getting it, nothing. <laughs> and then Leanne, because of course Leanne's mad that Deandra has been going off about Rich. So Leanne's like, you know what? You're lazy. This, I think you could tell in Deandra's face. This is what I think set Deandra off for the rest of the season at Leanne. Because to Andrew, I was like, wait a minute, like lazy is just one of those words that you don't want to hear, especially if, if you, A, either are a very hard worker, you don't want someone to say you're lazy, or if you are in fact lazy, it's like someone kind of putting a mirror to your face and that's, it makes you upset. So I think that was when things turned between DeAndra and, and Leanne. So even though we see them later in the episode being a little bit okay, they fight a little bit, but I don't think they can come back from this. Like, I think that moment that Leanne called DeAndra lazy, that was it for them. At least for a while. I think it's going to take DeAndra a while to get over that. So then we meet Leanne's event planner, Steve, who he is going to be doing the wedding between her and Rich. So her and Rich meet with Steve. And I, look, Steve is dressed like Jack Nicholson's Joker from Batman, fucked Frank from Father of the Bride. (laughs) That's, that's what, Steve, I mean, he had like a big fucking... Pin flower, I loved him. But didn't he look like that? You guys know Frank from Father of the Bride? <laughs> every, 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 every party has a pooper, that's why we invited Steve. <laughs> it was like Frank fucked the Joker. Every party has a pooper, that's why we invited you. Party pooper, party pooper. Everybody has a pooper, that's why we invited you. I couldn't believe it. And you know, I always tell, me, I tell you guys, people DM me about you know, these shows and stuff. And somebody DM'd me about this Steve, which I love because it's like, I get inside info about all these people. Like, I don't know what's true, what's not, but somebody DM'd me and said, Steve wears a rug. And I liked it. I laughed. <laughs> but Steve's a delight and I want to see more of him. We've, of course, seen him on the show, but I need more and more of him. More and more. They talked about their wedding, how many people they want there. At one point, they said 500 to 1,000. And I thought, like, what? That's insane. Weddings should be small, I think. Oh, so then DeAndra meets with Carrie, who we haven't seen a lot of Carrie this season. So far, she seems sort of more like a friend of. And Leanne apparently told Carrie that DeAndra said she's only got $200 in her bank account. Now, Carrie's very messy because she shouldn't have said this to DeAndra, but I'm glad she did. She's moving the storylines along. Good for her. Here for it. And of course, this enrages DeAndra, who I think was already mad at Leanne for calling her lazy. And now this just sets her off even more. Then we check in with Travis and Steph, who you guys know I'm loving Steph this season. And I'm also very attracted to Travis. Am I proud of that? No. Is it a truth? Yes. I'm living my truth. 
Oprah. Oprah taught me to live that truth. You make the choice every day, every single day to exemplify honesty because the truth, let me tell you something about the truth. The truth exonerates and it convicts. It disinfects and it galvanizes. The truth has always been and will always be our shield against corruption, our shield against greed and despair. The truth is our saving grace. Be the truth. Be the truth. And I'm very attracted to him. I wasn't sure. I think maybe it's his arms. I don't know. He's also doing charity work. I like him. I thought he was so gross in the past. I thought he looked like Shrek. And now I'm, I'm wet. I think, is, do you guys, are you, is anyone else attracted to Travis? Am I the only one? Now I'm embarrassed. I hope somebody else out there is agreeing with me. I can't help it. He seems to have gotten like his hair in order. He seemed to be dressed very well, like his clothes look more fitted or something. We also saw a little bit of his past. We see that he was in, uh, I think it was um, at one point in wheelchairs and leg braces. And so maybe that's why I started to fall for Travis. And they're doing good work for the community. They're doing some charity work. And I like Steph this season is being so much more open. All the girls seem to be or more open. And I don't know if the producers were like, look, you guys just got to open up and, and give us your, your honest lives and everything. But Deandra, Steph, Leanne's always been very open. Brandy seems a little bit like guarded to me. But of course, I think that's for good reason because she's going through this adoption process. So I bet she's just being extra careful. But Deandra and Steph particularly seem like they're just wide open. And Cam. So then we get to the escape room, and Leanne's wearing a mustache. What? (laughs) She's got a tie on, a mustache, she's got weird hair. I mean, there's just so many layers to this look. At first, I was like, what's going on? We find out later that it's because Leanne had a big reveal, dramatic reveal. (laughs) She's like, we're all, you know, we're not acting like our true selves, and that's why I brought you all here. And she's like removing her, you know, Party City mustache. Oh, I love Leanne. So the person that's running this anger room is this woman named Donna. She's an African-American woman. And it made me think, like, this is a total aside, but I don't know why all the housewives are so segregated. You know, I mentioned Bravo sometimes is, you know, whatever. But it's like, I don't know why these casts aren't more... I always say a lot of them need to be more diverse, but I don't know why they're not, not more mixed. It's like, feels weird to me that all of our housewives, like, Dallas is all white women. Atlanta's all black women. Potomac's all black women. New York's all white women. It's like, why aren't they more mixed? I know they're just casting crazy women, but it just seems like we could get crazy women of all colors. That's neither here nor there. But anyway, you know, so Leanne does that dramatic reveal, which is hilarious. And of course, says, I think this group is pretty good at being fake. And of course, Leanne's just trying to get a rise of all these people. She's trying to bring all these issues to the surface. And I love it. That's why she's an A-plus housewife. Deandra confronts Leanne about the two hundred dollars. <laughs> in her in her confessional, Cam says, "Who would believe this two hundred dollar rumor? Is this her Starbucks account?" <laughs> and you guys, Cam's funny. I don't make the rules. Cam's funny. I like her. And so many people do not like Cam because you guys all message me and they're like, "Everyone hates Cam," but I love her. I do. She's a good housewife. And so I wondered, are Deandra's finances are her finances worse than what we know? Because it seems like this is more of an issue 
Like, it seems like it's really affecting her emotionally. So I think there's something else going on that we don't know. That's what I think. But I love that most housewives would never admit money issues on camera, right? Like, so even like Karen Huger in Potomac or some of the other housewives, like when they go through money issues, a lot of the times they try to hide it. And then the other housewives will try to bring it up, but then it comes, it causes like other issues and then they're fighting about something that's not the money issue. Well, DeAndra's like being very open about this. So I like that because it's just something we don't normally see in, uh, see in these houses. So producers, again, must have told them to you know, put it all out there. And so then they all write things on these plates to smash them, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Stephanie wrote on hers, I don't need to be perfect to be loved. And then she threw that. And I think I'm very similar to Steph. I think that's why, I don't know. I, I'm like noticing myself in Stephanie, like as she talks more openly about anxiety and depression and... I I don't know. Is she a Libra? I need to find out if she's a Libra. I think Steph's a Libra. <laughs> Steph's a Libra. Leanne's someone who probably drinks Diet Coke. I am finding out all about these women. <laughs> I'm judging. So the plates, uh, Cam says on her, she wants, I want to live a simple life, she says. Leanne writes on her plate, <laughs> she just writes dangerous, which seemed like it wasn't the assignment. Like, it seemed like Leanne misunderstood the assignment and just wrote on her plate, dangerous. <laughs> I wonder if Leanne just goes to Home Goods and just looks for things that just say danger or dangerous, like pillows. <laughs> She's got, like, kitchen towels that just say danger. <laughs> anyway, they all smash that. Brandy says on her plate, to get help. So this is where this whole thing got confusing to me. So she wrote out and wrote on her plate, to get help. And then she smashes it. And I thought... Are we all, no one seems to be on the same page with what we're writing on these plates. Like, are we writing things that are about ourselves that we don't want to be true? So if that was the case, then shouldn't Brandy write to not, I don't, I don't get help and then smashes it. So it proves that she will get help. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Donna needed to clear things up. We needed someone to step on in and say, look, here's what you're writing on these plates. (laughs) Because we're all confused. We're all just writing whatever the fuck we want on these plates. Like, uh, you know, DeAndra's like, six, she just writes on a plate six to one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> We're all just writing phrases. <laughs> oh, man. So then Brandy confronts Leanne about saying that DeAndra needs to be careful about getting close with Brandy. And then Cam actually sort of stuck up and said, you know, well, I agree. Like, I thought that she's a bad influence on you. I thought Brandy's a bad influence on Deandra. And I died because <laughs> Cam said, I didn't think Deandra would put a cake up up her butt. And you guys, we're never letting this go. <laughs> we're never letting this cake up thing go. And I love it. It's a storyline at this point. Deandra putting a cake up up her butt on a cast trip to Colorado has become a season-long arc. And that's what I want from these women. So then... <laughs> Brandy says, you know, she's going through this adoption, and she says, for the one time in my life, I care what other people think, and it's because of this adoption. And I thought that was really profound in a way, because Brandy is sort of so loose usually, and she's the wild one. And in the season's past, she's the one, you know, she likes poop humor, and she just seems like very authentically herself. And it's interesting to see that now she's going through this adoption process, she has to care what other people think. And I thought that was, it was profound. So that's how we ended the episode at this anger room. I loved it. I'm I'm just loving Dallas this season. Next week we see Cam versus Carrie, which I did not expect. 
Cam, again, a great housewife. She's sensitive. She's delusional. She's weird. She's quirky. I, I think she's. A, I think all of these women are good housewives. I do. I'm excited. So that's Dallas, you guys. That's Dallas. What a ride. And that's our episode, you guys. We gotta go. I hope I'm not forgetting anything. Before we go, I want to say we're going to do our cool down, which we've been doing the past few weeks. Before we do that cool down, I want to say, please, uh, if you want to support this podcast and you want access to those bonus episodes, we're doing like some, I'm, I'm doing some random bonus episodes plus Real Houses of New York recaps. I'm doing recaps of the early seasons about two a month. So if you want to join the Patreon, the money helps support this podcast. So it, because of all the Patreons, you guys help me make two episodes a week. So I just want to thank all of you that are on there. If you want to join the Patreon and donate money to that, it's patreon.com slash everything iconic. And for $4 or more per month, you get access to all the bonus episodes. I want to tell everyone to find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. We also have an Everything Iconic Facebook group called Everything Iconic, the pop, uh, the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for Pop Culture Lovers. Please rate and review this on iTunes if you like it. And I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, we haven't had Whitney in a while. Whitney's busy working, so at some point I'm sure she'll rejoin us for some fun. We have a pop dive coming Monday. And what else? Let's do our cool down now. So everyone, let's take a minute to breathe. And I want to I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for this wonderful first year of the podcast. So now let's what they let's do what they do at my workout class, which is breathe in. Take a moment. Think of something you're grateful for. Breathe out. Breathe in one more time. Think about your best friend, the person who you consider your best friend. Breathe out. When you turn off this podcast, I want you to text your best friend. Text them or call them or email them. Whatever you can do, get in touch with your best friend. Tell them you love them. Think of a good memory of that best friend. So think of something like a time you guys had together that was so fun that you always think about. Maybe it was 10 years ago. Maybe it was five years ago. Maybe it was last week. And text them to say, remember that time we did that thing? That was fun. And I love you. And make sure you tell them. I love you guys for listening. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.